And welcome back to the third episode of the Cycling with Watts podcast. This is a podcast that is dedicated to all things cycling in an attempt to get you on your bike more. What do we got in store today? Well, we're going to go over a lot of pro cycling news, basically all fixed on the Colorado Classic that is currently going on. Stage one wrapped up yesterday with stage two today. Two more stages left in the books for Saturday and Sunday. We're going to do a little bit of tech news and then on to bike maintenance and we're going to focus on cleaning your bike today. So let's roll that sting and get right into it. All right, let's get straight into pro cycling news. So like I said, we got the Colorado Classic going on right now. It's in Vail for two days, and then it's going to move over to Denver for two more days. And this is one of the top races that goes on in America, along with the Tour of Utah. And probably the biggest one is the Amgen Tour of California that wrapped up before the Tour. But right now, the Colorado Classic is going on. It is a four-day event. Started yesterday with the first stage. Today is a time trial. Queen stage tomorrow in Denver. All wraps up on Sunday in Denver as well. And so this is a collection of teams that race over in Europe usually. Some pro-continental teams. So, and there's a lot of American teams in it, which is great to see a bunch of Americans duking it out on the highest level. It is only six-man teams, so that does make it a little bit more interesting with uh, teams not able to control as much as, say, the Tour de France, where they have eight-man teams, which was new this year as they moved down from nine to eight-man teams. And so who are some of the top favorites in the race? Well, you have American Taylor Finney, who just came back from a devastating crash in the Tour de France, where he had seven fractures in his face, but he is looking good now, and he races for EF Education first. Next, we got Sergei Tvetikov of UHC, and then also 21-year-old Nielsen Paulus of Lotto NL Yumbo. He is an up-and-coming American rider, so we will see. Those are the top three names, at least before it started, but yesterday on stage one, it was all dominated by one man. And we will get into how the stage looked overall. So it was a circuit-style race. Each lap was 8.8 miles long. And the men raced eight laps, totaling of 64 miles and 4,390 feet of climbing. And the route was very twisty and curvy, and so a lot like some back roads in Europe. So that part was fun to watch. Also, in that first kilometer of each lap, there was a dirt section that was pretty, it looked like pretty loose dirt with some big rocks in there. So that was definitely exciting. That had a KOM at the top of that dirt patch. And so you got to see a little bit of, a little bit of sprinting every single lap, which was exciting to watch. And then definitely throwing it in with the dirt there, that made it interesting as well. I would say, though, the, the stage overall wasn't that exciting in my personal taste. We had a breakaway off for the majority part of it, and then a group trying to chase them, and then the peloton. And if you were trying to watch this at all, there is one place to watch it, which is Velo News live stream, and that is in the U.S. Also, GCN, if you don't know them, Global Cycling Network will be hosting the TT 
today on Facebook, so you can watch that today. And so we'll go over yesterday's stage, and then we'll kind of preview today's stage as well. So it was dominated by one man, like I said, and that was Gage Hecht of Avello. He is not... 21. He is 20 years old. At a ripe age, 20 years old, he dominated it yesterday. He now holds almost every single jersey that you basically can hold. He holds the leader, the sprint, the climbing, best young rider. The only one he did not get was the most aggressive rider, which makes sense because they probably just wanted to give a jersey to somebody else. But he was in the peloton for part of it, broke away to the breakaway, and then from the breakaway, soloed to victory. So I don't know how you don't name him most aggressive rider, but Gage Hecht did not get the most aggressive rider. So what was it early on? Well, coverage picked up at 47 miles to go with the live stream. And then from there, there was two people out on the breakaway. It was Nicholas Egg of Trek and Pascal Encohorn of Lado NL Yumbo. Again, probably butchered those names. But then from there, they were out on the break, and Alex Catterford of UHC, he bridged over just as they started lap four on that dirt section. And back in the peloton, it was EF Education first that was taking the majority of the work in the peloton. So with EF Education first holding on to the control at the front of the peloton, nobody was really breaking away, but with 14 miles to go, a four-man counter move set off to try to catch the leaders, and there was two riders in there from EF Education. And that attack was pulled back pretty quickly, as in under a mile, that group was caught. But at 13 miles, the peloton was getting pretty small, which showed that it was basically splintering and fracturing throughout the course all day. So the peloton was relatively small, but there were still those group of leaders off of front. And then Gage Hecht, who basically took off with 7.5 miles to go to solo to a victory, which at 7.5 miles, we thought that he would get caught, but he didn't. Well, there was a couple of people still trying to attack, though. Uh, Martinez from EF Education first, and a rider from UHC tried to bridge across from the peloton to that leader's group and then hopefully get on to Hex, but that never happened. Hex built a 20-second lead, basically, as he was getting close and closer to the finish line, and he ended up pulling off the win. He took all of the leader's jerseys, but probably one of the funniest moments from the race was Travis McCabe from UHC. He was second place but thought that he was in first place because as he crossed that finish line, he raised his arms high up in the air, gave a nice hard fist pump, but uh, he came in second. So maybe he didn't know that Gage Hecht was ahead of him. Who knows really what happened, but uh, yeah, definite, definite L on Travis McCabe there. So like I said, Gage Hecht took all of the jerseys from the men's side. And then over on the women's side is another four-day race for the women in the Colorado Classic. Basically, following yesterday was the same route. They did four laps of the exact same circuit, and then moving forward, they have a couple different, a couple different uh, stages than the men. But they are two days in Vail and two days 
in Denver. So over on the women's side, yesterday's race was won by Rebecca Wiasak, who also took the sprint competition. Queen of the Mountains was won by Leah Thomas. Best young rider was Emma White, and the most aggressive rider from yesterday was Abigail Mickey. And it's great to see that both the men's and women's race is being held at the exact same time, especially like yesterday when it was on the exact same course. It's great for spectators. Unfortunately, we did not get to see any of it live streamed yesterday. But it looked like good racing from the little clips that I saw and uh, should turn out to be an exciting race. So today it is a time trial, which is an exciting time trial because it's basically uphill. So I don't believe we'll see any you know, true TT bikes, but everybody will be on a light climbing bike. And this is stage two takes place in Vail. They are going to climb up a summit of 9.87 miles with a total of 1,500 feet of climbing. And this is a historic climb, I would say, in the U.S. as the likes of TJ Van Garden, Levi Leppenheimer, and Bernard Hinault have all won time trials up this summit in different races throughout the year. So we're looking forward to that. And I would have to say one of the favorites of today would be Taylor Finney of EF Education first. And I believe this time trial will, will decide whoever the winner is going to be for the overall race as it is only a four-stage race. Therefore, this is highly crucial and highly decisive this time trial. And so, like I said, that will be live streamed today on Velo News and also GCN will have coverage of that on their Facebook site. So what else is going on in the world of pro cycling? Well, there is a lot of races going on, such as the Arctic Race of Norway. There's some big, there's Junior World Championships in track. There are some other track events going on and some other road races around the world. So a lot of racing going on. Nothing too big. And then also teams are announcing their Volta roster. So it's exciting to see every day basically a new rider is confirming their entry for the Volta. But what did we have going on yesterday? I hope I say this name right, but Italian. Dergia Bronzini retires after 16 years and she will move over to be a director at Trek Women's Cycling Team. And then following the ever close story of Team CCC as they transition from BMC to Team CCC, quick update on who they have signed. They have signed Will Barta, Serge Pauls, and Guillaume Van Giersbok which again, butchered that name probably. And they are keeping Greg Van Avermaet, which we have told, and they lost Port, Rowan Dennis, TJ Van Garden, Damian Caruso, and Alberto Betio. Probably again butchered that. And another team losing their sponsorship, which I mentioned yesterday's podcast, is UHC, but they have a deadline of August 30th that if nobody picks them up, they will not be a team next year, and right now there is nothing in the forecast that shows that they will pick get their sponsorship picked up, and so that would be very sad to see UHC go as a team, as the American teams are already losing Jelly Belly. They have confirmed that they will not pick up for next year, and it doesn't seem like they are in the hunt for another sponsorship. And no news yet on Quick Step Floors as well, as they have lost their sponsorship, but they're 
team president director is in the hunt for another sponsor. So hopefully we will see that come to fruition and Quick Step will still be a team next year because they are the most dominant pro team right now in the Peloton, I would say, with the amount of stage races that they are winning. So that is it for the pro cycling news roundup. I will be reporting more on the Colorado Classic as that unfolds in the next couple of days. So we're moving over to tech news now. So let's transition to that. So in the world of tech news, not a lot coming out this week as most people are a little bit quiet now. Or most brands are a little bit quiet after the tour and in between the Vuelta. Hopefully we'll see some new tech coming out in the next two weeks as we ramp up for the Vuelta. So not a ton to cover today. Awkward. But we do have a new release of a carbon gravel bike over from the folks from Giant. That is called the Revolt Advanced Carbon Gravel Bike. And the I would say the Revolt looks pretty sweet. It is a gravel bike, but really, really looks like an aero bike. It takes a lot of inspiration from the Defy Advanced, which dropped before the Tour, as like five new aero bikes dropped uh, before the Tour started. And so we have a new aero bike, but like I said, it looks like an aero bike, so it has those low seat stays, but also it has some dropped chain stays, allowing it to clear 45 mil tires, three water bottle mounts, some other mounts and stuff for racks that are really nicely placed, and it also has an optional plastic down tube fender, which is cool. Wasn't shown on the bike that I saw, but overall, pretty cool looking bike, and uh, yeah, you can get some big tires on there, so it sounds like some cool advances in the world of gravel bikes, and I would say from a, uh, it's definitely going to be a sportier one. So something that looks like that you'll use for gravel bike racing, maybe not necessarily for touring. U.S. pricing is still to be determined on that, and I don't have a date of when it will be for sale. But also sticking to the gravel side, Kona, who is known for their mountain bikes, unveils a new gravel bike called the Libre. And basically it looks like a mountain bike, has a lot of that same geometry, so kind of on the other end of the spectrum from what the giant... Revolt looks like, but this is stocked with 47C tires. It has really long chain stays, so it is going to be able to have some big tire clearance on there. But even though this bike looks more like a touring, more like a mountain bike, it did take 14th in the Dirty Kanza. And if you don't know what the Dirty Kanza is, that is a 200 mile long gravel bike race. That was a couple weeks ago, maybe about a month ago now, but uh, that's where all the latest and greatest gravel tech is unveiled is at the dirty Kanza. And so that is all we got for tech news. I know it's sad, only a little bit in there. But we will now transition over to maintenance. All right, we're going to keep bike maintenance pretty short today. We are going to go over how to clean your bike because a clean bike is a faster bike, in my opinion. It should be your opinion as well. You also want that you know, precious baby of yours to just look as, as nice and clean and smooth and fast and slick and arrow as possible and you do that by cleaning it giving it a nice bath every once in a while so how do you clean your bike how do i clean my bike how do i clean everybody's bike that i work on i am a mechanic for velofix which comes right to your house through any and all bike maintenance and so i do all of my work in a mercedes sprinter van and the 
probably single most helpful thing that I have is a bike stand. And so if you do not have a bike stand, I would highly recommend picking one up if you have any hope of being a home mechanic or if you just want to work on your bike in a lot easier of a way, get a bike stand. There's a lot of DIY options out there. Otherwise, we use Park Tool and we have a couple of their portable bike stands along with the one that mounts right to the wall. That's what we use in the van. And it is super helpful to have the bike off the ground. You can spin the pedals way easier and you're working at everything at eye level, which is very handy. So what do I do to start with? Well, take off both wheels. If you're gonna clean your bike, that is the easiest way to get up in the fork, down in the chain stay, into the seat stays, and all those little crevices and cracks that you have on your bike. So first take off those wheels, and then what else do I use? So I use muck-off cleaner, which I've talked about muck-off lube in the past. Definitely love muck-off. It is great because they have a biodegreaser, they have a regular bike frame cleaner, and then a bike frame protectant, which are all safe for carbon fiber bikes, regular bikes, matte finishes, all that stuff. I've used all these products on many different bikes and bike finishes and have never seen a problem with it. So you have the muck off regular bike cleaner, which comes in a pink solution. Then you have the biodegreaser, which is great for cleaning the chain, cleaning the cassette, but you can also get grease off of your frame using that as well. It is safe to put on frames. And then you have the frame protectant, which I love because it gives a nice shine to the bike when you apply it on. Also, it's supposed to be hydrophobic and protect your bike from grit and grime and dust and stuff that you get while riding. So those are the three cleaning products I use. I use t-shirt rags to actually clean the bike. You can use sponges. You can use regular rags. Microfiber rags are also great as well. And then the other piece of advice I would recommend picking up is a dummy hub. If you don't know what a dummy hub is, when you take out that back wheel, you can pop that dummy hub on the chain and it'll allow you to spin the pedals while there is no back wheel in there. So it acts like a hub, acts like a cassette, and it also makes cleaning the chain a lot nicer. There is one from Park Tool, which you can go pick up, but I would recommend getting one of those. Definitely helpful for cleaning the entire bike when you can get into those chain stays and cleaning the chain. So what do I actually do? So take take wheels off. You have your cleaning supplies, you have your rags, you have your dummy hub in, you are ready to get cleaning. So I usually just spray the muck off right onto my rag and just start wiping away at the bike. If there is a lot of mud buildup, I will spray muck off on that spot, let it sit for a minute or two while I'm cleaning something else on the bike. Now, if you don't want to do any of that stuff, you don't want to buy any cleaning products, or if you want to kind of do DIY what you have around the house, there are two. There's a couple different things that you can use. One is Dawn dish soap. If you get a bucket of warm water, Dawn dish soap, take a sponge into that, wipe down your bike. Also, you can just use a hose, spray it down, but do avoid using a power washer. One, you can get that paint chipped away, but you can also have an effect on those bearings in there, such as your hubs, your headset, stuff like that. You can shoot water into there and destroy those bearings. So please stay away from a power washer on your bike. But let's get back to the t-shirt rag. So I spray stuff on there and I just wipe stuff down and I just clean, 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 clean. And then you manipulate the rag to make sure you get into those nooks and crannies that you have on your bike. And that's basically the entire frame I do that on. I stay away from bar tape with that. You can use it on bar tape, 
but uh, just use it sparingly when you're doing it on bar tape. And then you don't have to worry about any electronic stuff. Most electronics that are on a bike are made to withstand some kind of weather, but if you do have electronics on there, you might as well take them off, but you don't have to worry about power meters out on a crank or anything like that. I've never shot it directly into it, but as long as you're spraying into the reg, you don't have to worry about getting it in there. Also, do keep in mind that if you are riding on hydraulic disc brakes, even cable disc brakes, I would just cover those disc brake calipers with a rag with a paper towel, something so that no aerosols are getting up in there and contaminating those pads. But I can, or I do use the muck off cleaner on disc brake rotors. Never had a problem with that. Great cleaning solution for that. Now I do make sure when I clean that, I use a clean paper towel <clears throat> and I use the shop rags in the van because they have less lint and stuff like that on them and they're just a, a good solid paper towel and so i take a clean paper towel spray some muck off cleaner on there and then gently rub that rotor to get off any dirt grime buildup, anything like that make sure that is clean make sure it is completely dry before you pop it back into that caliper though and before you squeeze the brakes so that is down and dirty version of how I clean a bike. And then when it comes to the cassette and the chain, I use that muck off degreaser. Basically, I spray the entire chain with that. And then I wipe it down really, really, really good with either a microfiber rag or a t-shirt rag. It gets all that grime off of there. And then I do the same, spray it into that cassette. And then I use a t-shirt rag to get in between each individual cog. And that is how you clean the cassette pretty, pretty well without taking it off your without taking off the freewheel and so that is my best advice for how to clean that pretty fast pretty effectively also you can get in there with a toothbrush or like a little screwdriver if there's any grit or grime hanging up in there and then before you put that chain or put the back wheel on make sure you let that chain dry just a little bit let that cassette dry just a little bit so usually when i'm cleaning a bike i'll start with the chain the cassette first Put that aside, let it dry, then put it back into the bike. And then I clean the wheels on the bike. So after I've cleaned the entire frame, pop the wheels back in. And then I move on to the wheels where I get the hub first, get that nice and shiny. And then from there, I go each individual spoke. I give that a nice clean. So I, I wipe it down with a wet rag and then I go back with a dry rag. And then from there, I go in between each spoke on the rim clean up the rim that way. And then I hit the braking surface. If it is rim caliper, otherwise, if it is disc, you just wanna clean off that, that disc with either you know, isopropyl alcohol, the muck off cleaner, or just a dry rag if you're just trying to get a little bit of dirt off. But do bear in mind, do not touch that with your hands. If you do, there's a couple ways to get rid of that. Isopropyl alcohol is what I would recommend. But uh, yeah, try to keep any oil or anything like that off of it. So now you got the wheels clean. You got everything back on the bike. Last thing I do, lube that baby up. I use muck off lube, either their regular dry lube or their ceramic dry lube. Personally, on the road bike, love the ceramic dry lube. So I put a drop of that on each rivet. Let that sit for a couple minutes. Come back lightly, take off any excess. And now my bike is ready to go because it's nice, clean, shiny, and I'm going to go grab those Strava KOMs. So that's what we got today for bike maintenance. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. We'll be coming back tomorrow to talk about stage three, not stage three, stage two 
Colorado Classic. We'll preview Stage 3 because it should be an exciting time trial today as it goes uphill for almost 10 miles and 1,500 feet of climbing. So it should be exciting. Go check it out on either GCN's Facebook page or on Velo News. And if you want to get more Cycling with Watts, make sure to check me out on Instagram at Cycling with Watts. And on Twitter, it is Cycling with Watts, but the width does not have an I in it. Otherwise, my handle would be too long, so it is Cycling, W-T-H, Watts on Twitter. And soon we'll have a blog coming out, so stay tuned for that. But uh, yeah, we'll catch you on the next episode, which will be episode four of Cycling with Watts. Go have a kick-ass rest of your day. Make sure to keep those elbows tucked in, shoulders down, head down, and pedal like hell. Thank you.